Wake up, West Georgia. It's time for the podcast powered by coffee and Mountain Dew. The Morning Five with Bryce Sparling and Billy Lindahl. Wake up, West Georgia. It's time for your favorite morning podcast. It is The Morning Five for Wednesday, November 23rd, 2022. And as always, it's brought to you by the Parian Lawyers. Nobody wakes up thinking, man, I hope I hire a lawyer today. But hey, life happens. Don't call one of those big law firms with overused slogans and thousands of billboards. We have a top-notch law firm right here in West Georgia. The Parian Lawyers with offices in Carrollton and Bremen. Personal injury, workman's comp, and everything in between. Find them at callcadenow.com. That's C-A-L-L-C-A-D-E-N-O-W.com. Local lawyers, catchy slogans, a few billboards, big results. A few billboards. A few billboards, one or two. I've seen a few. <laughs> I have too. <laughs> I always want to stop and take a picture of them, but I always forget. I do too, man. I'm the same way. Uh, 32 days till Christmas. Let's go. Let's go. I'm hyped. I am hyped. Two days away from it being like officially a month from Christmas. I am super hyped. It's also National Espresso Day. Are you a big espresso guy? I am. I like espresso. Uh, I'm not. I don't have it a bunch just because a I don't really go anywhere. Um, and B, you don't have an espresso machine because they're kind of expensive and they, they sort of take a long time to make, you know, I'm more of just a, Hey, let's go ahead and have a cup of coffee type got a guy. Uh, but if there's espresso there, I will have it. I usually get shots of it in my coffee. When I go, when I take Emily to Starbucks, I'll get a, um, an Americano, which is just black coffee, uh, and a couple shots of espresso. So I like it. I don't have it as much as I would if it was a little bit more easily accessible to me. Um, so yes, I, I like espresso, but I don't have it a ton. It's also National Cashew Day. Oh yeah. Uh huh. Yep. Yes. Yeah, I knew this. Yeah, was, this was your day. Like um, all three of these yeah. days are your day. Bingo, bingo. I am a big fan of all three of these. National Cashew Day. So funny story. Take you down memory lane here. Uh, we used to go to Jekyll Island as a family um, when I was in middle school and high school. You know, probably somewhere between the age of ten and fourteen. We used to go. Um, a bunch. We used to have family reunions down there and everything. And my my grandma would buy a massive bucket of cashews. Now, folks, when I say a massive bucket of cashews, it's one of these big buckets you buy at Sam's. It's probably two gallons of cashews. It's huge. Well, the older I got, the more she realized that she had to buy more buckets of cashews because me and my uncle would honestly go through this entire bucket of cashews on the first day of the beach trip. <laughs> I mean, I'm not joking. There was probably 8,000 calories of cashews in these buckets, and we'd go through them in the first day. Um, so, yes, I am a huge, huge cashew fan. Love nuts. Big nut fan. Just about any type of nuts I like to eat. It's also Drinksgiving. Of course it is. It's the greatest holiday uh in in america i mean it's right up there with july 4th and christmas it's drinks giving it's friends giving nobody has to wake up and go to work to, uh, tomorrow so uh have a couple of adult cocktails tomorrow or tonight i don't know if we can say that anymore but uh yeah go ahead and raise a glass and have fun tonight responsibly responsibly cool. yeah we always want to add that ghsa waiver onto the end of anything we say like that <laughs> All right. Oh, hey, this is pretty cool. This this has nothing to do with podcast. Billy just reading this. My dad sent it to me. Do you remember Stephen Collier, the quarterback um, from Georgia yeah. that went to Ohio State? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he, he's starting his legal career now. He, he's going to be a lawyer up at Ohio State. Oh, nice. Yeah, pretty cool. Nobody listening to this podcast, that has no significance to anybody but you or I. But I saw that and thought you'd like it. All right. Uh, Bryce has a preview of the Hawks and Kings tonight. 
Yeah, let's go, man. Uh, the big question for me, can Trey find a shot? And if he can, when does that happen? Because I'd like it to happen yesterday. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with it. Honestly, I know he's taking a little less threes per game, which I'm fine with. That's fine. Whatever. Still trying to figure out the DeJounte Murray factor of the offense. But the fact that you're, you know, almost 10% down from last year's three-point percentage, that really, really worries me, man. I I love that DeJounte Murray is on this team. I love what he brings, especially defensively on the perimeter. But the offense is something we sort of hung our hat on last year. And it's not there. And sort of skipping over that second point to go to the third point. Uh, can JC find where he fits in in this offense? Because other than the first week of the season, JC really has not been an integral part into the offense. I mean, he—he, he, I don't know where he fits. He sorta is not that alley oop guy anymore with Trey. Uh, CC is kind of taking that over. He's not a, a perimeter threat because he can't shoot from three. We have Hunter and Dejounte Murray who are good out there. And he hasn't been finding those little pockets of space on the elbow and in the wings to get open shots. So I'm, I don't know where JC fits into this offense anymore, honestly. Maybe, and this is going to sound dumb because we paid him bajillions of dollars. Maybe he's better fitting into this offense off the bench. Yeah, that does sound dumb. Like theoretically, it sounds dumb. It it does. It sounds very dumb. But it's, I, I get your point. It's not it's it's basically the same point that I had with with Pitts and London. If we're not using him and utilizing him the way they they need to be utilized, then we need to figure out a way to use them elsewhere. You know And and I think I think the Pitts and London and J C comparison. So, you know, with J C Pitts and London, I think we need to find a way to utilize them more creatively than just to get rid of them um, because all three are very talented players. They're all in pits and pits in London are very young. JC is not terribly young, but he's young ish. Um, you know, I, I, I think you're right. I think they all three kind of fall into the same vein. I would love to see them try to utilize them in a more unique, different style, try to get creative and how to get them the ball to, to score offensively. Uh, obviously pits in London don't play defense, um, you know, maybe, but maybe for JC, maybe it's letting him run out there with that second line. Maybe it's letting him be the offensive, you know, driving force for for the second line uh, because he's going to be more talented than the other players he faces in the second line for other teams. So it should be a little bit easier. Uh, but I think I think that's where Nate's downfall is is on offense. He's not a very offensive created creative head coach. So if that's the I, case. Where who do you start? ahead of him and like right right now it's tough because bogey's hurt um if bogey was healthy maybe bogey at the four um but you know i don't know let let's see what oo could do at the four uh let's see what jalen johnson or aj griffin could do at the four i don't know you could go with a small lineup um but you know having if you do leave oo on that second line you could have oo and jc coming off the bench and, and, and bogey maybe if bogey's not going to start have, have those three coming off the bench and be an offensive force on that second line that's possible so, yeah yeah i mean you know in, in the game tonight uh, we have to stop we have to shop uh, deandre fox or De'Aaron fox he's 10th in the league right now and scoring dejounte murray needs to shut him down i'm not worried about that at all 
Uh, DeJounte Murray's last game offensively wasn't there. Defensively, he played, you know, kind of how we expected him to play. So I'm not worried about DeJounte Murray shutting down De'Aaron Fox. DeAndre Hunter is still day-to-day, so that will that give Griffin another opportunity to have an amazing outing like he did uh, against who did we just play? The Raptors. Uh, will that give him a chance to kind of have an amazing outing like he did against the Raptors? And can OO put up big points off the bench? We just talked about the big scoring. Against the Cavaliers, too. Let's not. Cavs, Cavs, I'm sorry. Yeah. Cavs, you're right. Not that he had a big game against the Raptors. He had a good game against the Raptors. Against the Cavs. Yeah. Yeah. That was the last game. Sorry. Um, And can OO put up big points off the bench? He did it against the Cavs. He did okay against the Raptors. We need that consistently, though. We need bench scoring consistently. So. I think this, I think the Hawks team is a team with a lot of potential, and I, dude, I listen I listened to ninety uh, ninety two nine the game for a couple days straight last week, and it was all negative around the Hawks, man. And I just I didn't understand it. I, I I'm very positive about this team. I think they have a bright future. Uh, whether or not this year is the year that they captured, I don't know. But I think this is a a very positive facing team, and I, you know. I'm not a huge fan of, of speaking negatively anyways about anything. I'm just, I don't, I don't like that. Um, so it was very, it was very odd to me. So, you know, except I, I think it, this, except when it's Ohio state, they'll talk. Well, you, that that's one of those reverse psychology type things. That's, you know, I'm setting, I like to talk negatively about them that way when they win, it's, it's a surprise or if they lose, I'm already set up for failure. So, uh, but yeah, I think this Hawks team is good this year, dude. I, you know, I'm not going to say we're going to win the title or the uh, Eastern conference, but, I, I, I like that this I like this squad that they've put together. They can fight for it. I can I definitely think that honestly. Yeah, yeah. I th- I think they're talented enough that if they get on a run, they get hot at the end of the year. Um, we can have sort of the run we had what two years ago when we made it to the Eastern Conference Finals. So we'll see. But I I have faith in the who's captaining this ship. All right. So last night was the college football playoff uh, rankings and uh, much much of the same. Top four of the same. Yeah. UGA one OSU, that team of North, and then TCU at four. Um, LSU at five and USC at six. Are you surprised yeah. by the rankings at all? No, I'm not. no. And I, I don't think anybody should, honestly. I think this is um, kind of where we are. There wasn't as, as, as close as all the games were last week. There wasn't much drama. I mean, nobody lost. And nobody did enough to really jump frog people. Uh, so, no, I, well, I'm not terribly. You know, we, gave, we gave a lot of the top four crap. Okay. Baylor's a, a pretty good team. Okay. Let's let's not sugarcoat this. Baylor's a pretty decent team. Are, are they? Have, they? They were pretty decent. Uh-huh. Baylor's pretty decent. Are they? Illinois, Baylor. is pretty, Illinois is a lot better than they have been. They are. They are. I mean, Illinois started the season off undefeated. They were like six and zero or something. And they could. There's a possibility they could represent the West in the Big Ten championship. They're a very good team. They're competitive. Maryland's. They suck. There's no excuse for that. That, yeah, that was, but that was it, it was still a double digit win for Ohio State, and then UGA on the road. Yeah, on the road too. Yeah. And UGA beating Kentucky by double digits on the road too. So that's and, a, and that, and that yeah. And Kentucky Kentucky has been an extremely disappointing team, but they have the ability to play a game like they did last week. So it was a you know it, it is what it is. And who you know teams like Georgia and Ohio State and maybe Michigan. I guess you could include them in this as well. 
are, are they getting bored with the opponents they play? How hard is it to get these teams to go out and get motivated to play Illinois, to play Maryland, to play Kentucky? How hard is that? Uh, that is a great question and something that I think we should probably bring that up with maybe Timbo the next time we talk with him and just talk with him about motivating about certain teams and see what the, yeah. he says. Because I know, I know when I played school, it was hard for us to get motivated to play the the lesser teams like Alexander Chapel Hill or you know Lithia <laughs> Springs teams that you know were just sort of you know, below our standards. That uh, out there, <laughs> you know, slight shots. Um, but no, yeah, I mean these are still kids you're dealing with in college, so uh, yeah, maybe it's tough to motivate them for these games. But this week, there's it's not going to be tough to motivate anybody. It's hate week. It's rivalry week. Uh, huge games across the board. All right, uh, what scenarios are we looking at here? Yeah, so I got three scenarios here that we're just kind of make you think, make you, you know, if this happens and this happens, this will be interesting. So what happens if LSU gets a win versus Georgia in the SEC championship? Does that put LSU, Georgia's in regardless, as long as they take care of business against Georgia Tech this week, which they should, it doesn't matter what happens to the SEC championship, Georgia's in. I would think uh, if LSU so, beats I would think Georgia, so unless LSU beats the ever living pants off of Georgia, like, like a la Ohio State over Wisconsin 2014. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like if if I, LSU comes out and beat them 55 to nothing, it's over. You know I what think I mean? even if that happens, I think Georgia's in, honestly. Be tough. I think it's I think it's LSU and Georgia, yeah. So, uh, but my, my big point is Georgia's in, I think. I think Georgia's solidified. If, if LSU wins, they're going to put a two-loss SEC champion in over a undefeated Big 12 or a one loss Pac-10. Mm, yeah. So in this scenario, let's say TCU wins out and wins their conference. They're 13-0, I think. USC wins out, wins their conference. They're 12-1. Does a 9-2 LSU team leapfrog that undefeated conference champion TCU team and get in? Probably, but... I don't okay. think it leapfrogs. Okay, so let's just say, let's just play this out. The winner of the the game this weekend gets jumps up to one at that point, right? Okay. Because if UGA is dropping, then they're jumping up to one, right? They would jump up to one after the Big Ten Championship. Right. Yes. And then um, TCU would jump up to two at that point. I would assume LSU three and then Georgia four. Yeah. So it would get two SEC teams and one Big Ten and one Big 12. Right. Okay. How about this? How about UGA and TCU win out? I think that it, I think UGA winning out is the most likely of that. TCU winning out should happen, but we'll see. Does the loser of Michigan, Ohio State, if close, get in over a conference champion USC? If it's me, no. Really? So you're putting a, you're putting a one loss USC team in over a one loss Ohio State or Michigan team? Yeah, I am. Okay. Um, okay. But that's only because of the conference championship. And it, I think if it's if it's up to me, if I'm if I'm saying conference championships matter, like the the like the committee has said in the past, then yeah, I think it it should. Well, they've said it in the past, and then they've also put teams I'm, in the college football playoffs that haven't even been in their conference championship, much less lost it. I know, but I'm just saying yeah. it's that's what it it should matter. You know what I mean? And Billy, and Billy, what's more likely to happen? Two SEC teams get in, or two Big Ten, ten two Big Ten teams get in? Mm. 
Well, it's already happened before, so two SEC teams get in. That's more likely than Big Ten this year? Um, Yeah, I think so. Okay. But at the same okay. time, I, I could see, you know, there's, there's a scenario that is really chaotic. <laughs> there is. It, that, and I'm sort of here for it, honestly, if, if I'm going to be honest with you. Two Big Ten teams and two SEC teams get in. That's exactly um, what I was thinking. Having all Big Ten SEC college football playoff, that would be amazing. That hap- that that could happen, but yeah, yeah. I'm 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 so I'm gonna I'm gonna say two Big Ten teams just because I think Georgia's gonna mollywop LSU. I think Ohio State Michigan's gonna be close. Um, I think TCU's I gonna lose. I Honestly, I think I think USC is gonna lose to Notre Dame. Man, That's Notre Dame's been playing yeah. much better. Yeah. Um, so I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go two Big Ten teams, and and Billy just for just for uh, fun, and uh, I couldn't say the word I wanted to, but just for fun and giggles, if everybody knows what I'm talking about, uh, give me the four teams in the college football playoffs that are best for viewership right now. If for teams that are in you know the top five, top six, whatever, what are the four best teams to make it in for viewership in college football? In the top six. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's not include Alabama because I think Alabama's out of it. Obviously, that would be one of the teams that would be good for viewership, right? And they're 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 completely out of it. They're not even going to make it into the uh, SEC championship, so they're out of it. So yeah, give me top six right now. What are the four that make the best? What what are the four that make you most excited to watch? That would make America the most excited to watch. Okay, as much as Ohio State is hated, there's also a massive amount, or there. There's, I think, probably equal amounts of people who hate Ohio State as much as they love Ohio State. Bingo. So they would love to see Ohio State lose. So people would watch, right? Right. So they're in the four. UGA has a large number of uh, people that would love to watch them win, um, especially after last year. So, And I don't think Georgia is really... Ohio State is hated as much as they are loved around the country. And I completely understand why. I'm not saying that's that's bad. I'm, I understand why that is. I think UGA, outside of the SEC, if it's just a casual fan, I think UGA is much more loved around the country universally than Ohio State is. Thousand percent. To a cat to a casual fan. Thousand um, percent. Yeah. Yeah. So UGA, boom, in the four. Ohio State UGA. All right, so we got fifty percent of the four left. We got TCU, LSU, and USC left. We we need two of, or I forgot about that team up north. Um, so excuse me, Michigan, TCU, LSU, and USC. We need two teams out of those four to make it in to our college football four. That's best for national viewership. It's going to make the most money for the college football playoff. USC's in there. Yes, thousand percent agree with you. Yep. USC is one of those uh, heritage programs that I think um, there's there's five or six heritage programs. I think Ohio State's one of them, Michigan's one of them, USC's one of them that yep. are just yep. they are the old guard. They are the the teams that have the most wins in college football history. You know all this, right? And and USC also has the Ohio State effect where. Yep. They have rabid fans and a huge alumni association all over the United States, but also they have the equal amount of people that absolutely hate USC. The casual fan hates USC usually. So, yeah, USC, I agree with you a thousand percent. They are also in in the college football 
four. We need one more. What's the last team you're putting in there? All right. Well, if that's the case, then I'm, I'm putting in that team up north. It has to be. Has to be. If, yep, if, I agree with you. If we're going from the top six, that's that's what we have to do. Um, yep. LSU and TCU are. I think if we were choosing between those two, it would be LSU. Um, just simply because it, they're both regional brands. Well, and yeah, they are. But LSU has more of a national brands just simply because they've already won won a national championship before. And we've got Brian Kelly as the new head coach. They've got let's do this. Um, they've got the the backing of the SEC, which is massive. And it is if big, you don't yep. if you don't think it is, you're wrong. Yeah, you're just flat out wrong. <laughs> yeah, we, if you think it's not big, you're just wrong. Well, look, I'm a big uh, like I'm an Ohio State fan, and we have the Big Ten. I, you're just wrong if you don't think that the SEC is massive. We said that we said that yesterday. The SEC is a better conference than the Big Ten. It is what it is. It sucks for the Big Ten teams. Um, and, you know, I kind of went on a rant yesterday about people saying how soft Ohio State's schedule is. I, you play the teams that are ahead of you, you know. Yeah. Ohio State doesn't get to make the schedule. Um, you know, the SEC is not leaps and bounds better than every other conference, but they are better. They are the best conference in college football. And if and you don't think that, get to you're wrong. Their, Ohio State does get to make their non-conference schedule, which... Uh, sort of. I mean, the Big Ten, the, the Big Ten with their with the way that they have conference um, deals and stuff. Ohio State doesn't always get to make their non-conference schedule. Right. Uh, you know, we, we had that deal with Georgia a couple of years ago that the Big Ten told us that we couldn't play them because they made a deal with the Big 12 and we had to go play Big 12 teams non-conference. So, yeah, it's um, it sucks. So you got you got Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan and USC in the college football four for the best you know, viewership. viewership. That's yep. your four. Yep. Yeah. I, I'm with you, man. I, I think TCU and LSU are just too much of local brands. LSU, not so much as TCU. Um, LSU is a bit more national, but neither TCU or LSU, neither of them nationally even come close to USC, Michigan, Ohio State, or Georgia. They just don't. Um, the, the, the big, the big factor for me is go up North to any of the cities and you'll see some Georgia stuff. You'll see some USC stuff. I've never once in my entire life seen any LSU or TCU stuff when I go to the northern states ever. Um, and, you know, you come down here, you're going to see Ohio State stuff. You're going to see Michigan stuff. You're going to see USC stuff. And, you know, those, those, there's a lot bigger fan base. So I'm with you, man. Yep. I 1,000% I, I agree with you. Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, USC would be the, the ultimate final four in the college football playoffs. All right. So tomorrow is Thanksgiving. And uh, as, go. as you know, Bryce and I are fat guys. We do like to eat. <laughs> we do like to participate in the eating. So we're going to give you our best, uh, best Thanksgiving meal. <laughs> All right. We're going to start with best appetizer. Let's do it. Go ahead. What's your? All right. So my best appetizer is deviled eggs. Uh, one of my favorite appetizers. Um, actually, when Emily makes deviled eggs, uh, she has to hide them from me because if she doesn't, I will eat the entire tray before we even leave the house. Uh, so huge deviled eggs. They just go down so easy, man. You can eat you can eat 30 deviled eggs without even knowing it. So deviled eggs, that's my appetizer. I'm going to go the smoked sausage, cheese, and crackers uh, plate that pops out every once in a while. And that is ridiculously good. I think it, and, it's kind of light and, and uh, yeah. See, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to argue with you here 
Um, that that's fantastic. Now I lo- smoke sausage, cheese, and crackers. Sign me up. That's fantastic. <laughs> that's almost a meal, man. I don't know if that's an appetizer, <laughs> but if you're saying it's an appetizer, I'll go with you that it's an appetizer. Uh, smoke sausage, cheese, and crackers. Fantastic. I'm with you. Nope. I love that. Bro, I just don't know that, if it's an appetizer. Need to have you in Yankee Thanksgiving one year. I'm, I'm, saying. I'm good. Do y'all do y'all have collards? <laughs> I don't think so. No. If you don't have collards, completely miss me with your Thanksgiving meal. That is my that is my one thing that I have to have is, is collards. Love collards. Okay. Uh, main course. Now I'm going to go a bit different here. I'm not a big turkey guy. It's, it's dry. I don't like it. Give me honey baked ham for my main course. A couple slices of honey baked ham for my main course. We typically have honey baked ham on Christmas, which is really good. Uh, I'll, I'll do turkey on Christmas. And if you talk about being dry, I've never had a dry turkey. Not on, oh. on Thanksgiving. Um, I guess the meat's I guess just, just lucky. Uh, yeah. So you made, I, I just, I just hate turkey, man. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I hate, I hate the meat. The meat's not good. There's no taste to it. Turkey and lamb are the exact same to me. I, I just don't. I don't like it. I don't like turkey or lamb. Just miss me with both of those. Give me honey baked ham. Um, you know, we usually have, as you know, Emily's family, quite large. Uh, we usually have like two honey baked hams and like two turkeys there because there's, I don't know, man, there's over 30 people at Thanksgiving, probably close to 40 people. There's a ton of people we have to feed. So there's a, there's a lot of, lot of options. Side dish. Now this one, I thought of long and hard. I am a huge collard greens fan, Billy. Um, uh, Emily's aunt actually makes an entire pot of collard greens just for me. And folks, I'm not joking. I will eat the entire pot. Uh, uh, collard greens. I could live off of collard greens and cornbread. So it was, it was, this was very, very tough for me. Side dish. It was, it was running for collard greens, cornbread and mac and cheese and mac and cheese won for me. Okay. Where's Mark? Yeah. But uh, I say that with a caveat. Here is Mark Zeno. Zeno is going to argue with you left and right. It, Emily makes some fantastic mac and cheese in the um, crock pot. It takes like six to eight hours to make. It sits in there. It simmers. It cooks all day. It's fantastic. She informed me yesterday that she has a new recipe that she's going to try this uh, this Thanksgiving to bake the mac and cheese. So I'm I'm a little irate, to be honest with you, uh, <laughs> because I know what I like and I like what I know. I'm a 70-year-old man, and the mac and cheese she makes in the crock pot is fantastic, and I love to eat it, um, and she will not be making it this this Thanksgiving, so uh, I've already told her I will not be eating the mac and cheese in protest, even if it's better than her normal mac and cheese. I want my normal mac and cheese back, the, the, the crock pot mac and cheese, so but mac and cheese, that's my side dish. What you got, Billy? Homemade, made-from-scratch mashed potatoes. Don't give me oh. in mashed potatoes and gravy, and when I say mashed potatoes and gravy you are making literally you are boiling the the potatoes you are literally mashing them down after the boiling and then you are making the gravy from the turkey it's the best there's it's, nothing it's the best like, <laughs> there is nothing wrong with that and, and you you would have this every single year if you'd ever come over for my saint patty's day party but you don't so Dude, I'm you don't ever do it one year but I just uh, the problem is I'm fr- like one of us has to be doing the podcast the next day, and if I go over there, that's very true. Very true. <laughs> yeah, it's a good point. It's a very good point. Um, yeah, I'm with you on the only box mashed potatoes, and these aren't even boxed. The only thing that even comes close to homemade mashed potatoes, uh, Bob Evans does a pretty decent mashed potatoes that you can just buy and heat up. They're okay. 
uh, but nothing beats homemade mashed potatoes. And that's em actually Emily is making homemade Southern style uh, mashed potatoes and gravy for Thanksgiving nice. tomorrow. So I'm looking, I'm looking forward to that. She's testing all of these recipes. She's testing today, and she had to twist my arm real hard to be the tester. So you know, I'm going to take one for the team and test all of her uh, all of her new recipes today. Uh, moving on to desserts, Billy, both you and I have the exact same thing. The ultimate dessert pumpkin for pie. Thanksgiving, it's pumpkin pie. Pumpkin There's pie no other answer. A little bit of whipped cream on top of it. Mm. It's the best, oh. dude. It's oh. the absolute best. Um, and, and that text I sent you, Casey Bass and Clay Harden. Uh, yeah, I ate an entire Sam's pumpkin pie the other day that was supposed to be for Thanksgiving. Uh, so we went to Sam's yesterday, yeah. and uh, we went to the pumpkin pie section. We're walking there. One pumpkin pie left. One single pumpkin pie left. Folks, if there was not a pumpkin pie there, I would not be doing this podcast this morning. I would be six foot under. Um, so thank you. Thank you, uh, little baby Jesus, for there being a pumpkin pie left at Sam's last night. Uh, and, and my wife has hidden it from me, so I'm not sure where it is in the house. But uh, if I find that I am going to eat that pumpkin pie, we're not going to have pumpkin pie on Thanksgiving. Adult beverage. What is your adult beverage to pair with your Thanksgiving meal? Meal bill. Do you have one? I don't really drink that much, so no, okay. I don't have one. I'm going to go with an old fashioned, a little bitters, a little orange, <clears throat> an ice cube, and some bourbon. Your bourbon of choice, a really high shelf bourbon. Uh, that is my adult beverage to pair with a the delicious Thanksgiving meal. And remember, we always want to enjoy. Our adult beverages responsibly. If you're not old enough to drink, do not drink. We do not encourage underage drinking here on TM5. If you have a drink, please call an Uber or have a designated driver drive you home. Or just sleep wherever you have Thanksgiving. That's what I'm going to do. Real quick, uh, I didn't prep you that for this, but I, I think you and I are probably on the same page here. The okay. most overrated side dish for Thanksgiving. Overrated side dish. Oh, man. I am going to have to go. I'm not a huge fan of this. I don't like green bean casserole. Ding, 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 ding. You and I are yeah. on the same page, brother. <laughs> not a big fan of green bean casserole, man. It, I don't I don't dislike it. Like, if I have green, if there's a thing of green bean casserole on my plate, you know, I'll have a couple bites. But I'm not going to go out of my way to eat green bean casserole. I'm not a big fan yeah. of it. Nope. Not me either. No. Nope. Billy, let's get to the Marine South scoreboard from last night. As you can see, a bunch of green on the girls' side. Listen, I'm going to say this again. We have the best girls' athletes in the entire state of Georgia. Yeah, we do. I, I mean, did you see McKenna Nix squatting almost 300 pounds yesterday? Yeah. Monster. Monster. That's, that's nuts, man. That's absolutely amazing. So in girls' basketball last night, Heard County beat East Paulding 53-33. to Mount Zion Eagles beat LaGrange 33-26. to and Temple beat her, uh, Harrelson County 37-31. to The aforementioned McKenna Nix had 18 points, and Janiah Walker had 11 points. On the boys' wait, side... Wait, wait. 37 points yes. for Temple. Yes. McKenna had 18. Uh-huh, yeah. So, nearly 50%. That is, that is correct, yes. She had, she had almost 50% of Dear Temple's Lord. points. Okay. Yeah. She's a, is she a sophomore or a junior? She's not She's a, a senior, sophomore. Right? That's what I was thinking. Dude, that girl's going to be awesome. absurdly good. I cannot She's wait to really, see. really, like, you and I have talked to her her and her dad at, at some of our kids' uh, uh, travel ball games. She's really yeah, cool, yeah. too, man. I just... Oh, man. The entire Knicks family is one of the oh, sweetest families absolutely. I've ever met. They are all fantastic. My, my wife worked 
um, with Corey's wife at Glanton Heinzman. I've never seen their son, AJ, without a smile on his face. Always dancing, smiling, have a good time. McKinnon and Hudson are very nice people. By the way, I just found out this week that AJ's got my birthday. No way! So it's me, AJ, and Rich all on the same day. That's a good group. That's a that is a good awesome. group, man. That's fantastic. I didn't know that either. That's that's amazing. Um, but yeah, that whole that whole Knicks crew, dude. They are they are fantastic people. They are some of the greatest people I've met in West Georgia. Um, and McKenna's gonna be a monster. <laughs> she's already she's already a really good basketball player. In two years, she's gonna be an absolute monster. Yeah. <laughs> oh, can't 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 shake this cold that I've had for a month. I don't know what's going on. Um, on the boys' side, Carrollton, Carrollton traveled to Rome, Billy, and it was tough. It was a tough game. Uh, the Trojans only won by 40, uh, 81 to 41. <laughs> they, <laughs> they took down the Rome Wolves. Folks, when I tell you this Carrollton team is one of the best defensive teams I've ever seen in boys' Georgia basketball history, I don't say that lightly. This team is insanely good on defense. They're going to find ways to score, but they're going to live and die with their defense. Their defense is really, really good. The Mount Zion boys fell to LaGrange 69-14 to last night. Uh, and then the Temple at Harrelson County boys game, we do not have a score for that, nor do we have a score for Hurd County at East Paulding on the boys' side. Um, for wrestling yesterday at the J.C. Farrell duels out in Central, Central, Alexander, LaGrange, Lafayette, Cusa, Bremen, Troop, Landmark, Christian, Modell, and Chapel Hill finished first, or I believe. I don't know how they do the rankings. Um, I got these from our good friend, Mr. Uh, Steve Walker from Incredible Pulp Lemonade. And uh, I got Troop finishing second, Alexander third, and Bremen fourth. I think Central finished Central first. Finished first. I, yeah, yeah I, I believe he was sending me all the teams that participated in it. So I think I think Central's first, Troop second, Alexander third, and Bremen fourth. I believe that's how it how it went down. Um, and then I forget I forgot to uh, look up the uh, the um, University of West Georgia scores honestly for the Christian Brothers. Let me pull those up real quick. That's how a professional podcast. Well, while you're looking that up, I'll, I'll run down the World Cup scores. Uh, Saudi Arabia oh, yeah. stuns Argentina two one. Denmark, Tunisia drew t- nil nil. Mexico, Poland drew nil nil, and then France and um, France beats Australia four to one. Ooh, Australia was up one to nothing in that game too, and, and France came back on them. That Argentina score though, that we we gave live commentary on that. Yeah, uh, that was very very surprising. By the way, and I, I looked uh, up that TikTok that I mentioned to you that had the uh, yeah. $26 down, and it's a plus $2 million and something. I can't remember how much, but... Let's if, go, dude. The person, if France wins the World Cup, it's $557,000. Holy smokes. And they picked, like, winners for uh, Stanley Cup. They picked winners for national champion. I mean, it was it was awesome. And they've nailed it. They've nailed all of them. Except for France. That's the only one they're waiting on. That's awesome, dude. That's so good. <laughs> uh, for University of West Georgia, the women beat uh, the Christian Brothers 75-67 to 67 in basketball. And then in men's basketball, UW also beat the Christian Brothers 75-73. to 73. So UW basketball getting a clean sweep of the Christian Brothers uh, yesterday. On the Stumpet Games and Events calendar, nothing tonight and nothing tomorrow. But Friday night, we have... Friday Night Lights football. Bowden is at Early County. 
You can hear it live on the Hometown Sports Media Network. Uh, they will they will be down there and broadcasting the game and supporting Rich Finley and the Bowden Red Devils taking on Early County. And then at home, Walton takes uh, – they travel to Carrollton to play uh, out there in Carrollton. Walton's a good squad too. Just knocked off Buford last week. So the the question – or, you know, I know that you went off last week about this, but the coin toss happened again. And if Bowden wins this week or went out when they wins, win. uh, they, they will host next week. And when Carrollton wins this week, they will be on the road next week. So. Oh, wow. <clears throat> so a reverse of this week. Yes. Still one of the dumbest ways to decide anything, but it, it is what it is. Uh, and then on Saturday, girls basketball, Carrollton versus Banneker at ELHS. What is that? What is ELHS? No. You know what high school it is? Nope. Mm. All right. Uh, and then in college basketball, UW boys and girls are at the Union. Uh, we are going to suspend the Incredible Pulp Soft Earn Dollar segment for this week because we're not doing it Thursday and Friday. We'll pick it back up next week. But, Billy, I, I will tell you. Uh, so we went to the JC Duels yesterday for Central. Yeah. Uh, I got we got two things of Incredible Pulp hot chocolate, oh, the best yeah. hands hands down, the best hot chocolate I've ever had in my entire life. Yeah. So we were there. Like he was passing out hot chocolates left and right uh, last Friday at Bowden, and you know our tent was literally right there next to him the entire night. Mm-hmm. And I tell you that he had a line all night. I'm not even joking. He had a line out his trailer all night waiting for hot. It doesn't surprise me, dude. It does not surprise me. That hot chocolate was the best hot chocolate. And I'm not I'm not a big hot chocolate guy. I don't, I don't like a lot of sugar. Um, but it was the flavors and everything that paired together. Dude, it, it was the best hot chocolate I've ever had. It was amazing. And I actually picked up three gallons of Incredible Pulp Lemonade as well. Um, they are in the refrigerator right now. They're going to be brought out for Thanksgiving dinner tomorrow. It's going to be uh, it's going to be our drink for tomorrow night. But uh, yeah, dude, the, the hot chocolate was, it was insane. It was so good. It was amazing. Who knew these these guys are are wizards in their craft? All right, you need another cup of coffee. I do. Let's get to another cup of coffee. I need a cup of coffee, man. Another cup of coffee brought to you by realtor Hannah Strong with the Robert Goolsby Real Estate Group. Garth Lagerway, named United oh, oh. Atlanta United president and CEO. He was the GM for oh, Seattle under uh, when who just won the CONCACAF Champions League title and won MLS titles in 2019 and 2016. <clears throat> Uncle Arthur said, we expect to be a championship caliber team on and off the pitch every year. And I'm confident Garth is the right leader to build on a very strong foundation and help deliver our city and fans what we've promised. More trophies and a club. They will always be proud to have represent this community. Oh, okay. All right. Cool. Um, yeah, we'll see. I mean, that's the that's the second guy we've gotten some from Seattle. Gonzalo Pineda, the manager right now. What <clears throat> was an assistant at Seattle for a while, so we're sort of bringing all of Seattle's front office and, and managers down to Atlanta. That's fine. Seattle's a good squad. They year in and year out roll out good good teams. So we'll see where this goes, man. This this Atlanta United team though, it's it doesn't have a direction right now. It's direction building so, right now. Yeah, yeah. We need a captain. We need a captain this ship and. Find out what's dead weight and whatever's dead weight and get rid of it. So ho- hopefully they can do it soon. The Nets Ben Simmons booed as the Sixers spoil his Philadelphia return. 
Yeah, Ben Simmons is a – I can't stand that guy. Probably my most hated player in the NBA. I mean, Grayson Allen and uh, Della Vadova are, are second and third. Uh, ben Simmons, I think, is number one. I can't stand that guy. The uh, Laser family is open to selling Manchester United. And, and this is a – so anybody who doesn't pay attention to English soccer, which I know is probably 100% of the listening audience to this podcast – this has been a huge thing over in Manchester. Manchester United is a is a huge club. They are the New England Patriots of, of soccer over in England. And an American, you know, the Glazer family bought them, took out huge loans against the club, and the club has essentially been operating in debt ever since the Glazers bought them. Um, everybody over in England hates Glazers. In fact, they hate the Glazers so much, a big group of Manchester United fans broke off and formed their own soccer team. Uh, so there's another soccer team in Manchester that they form to, uh, they're like in the seventh level of, of English soccer. But uh, th- this is big news. This is big news for Manchester United fans over in England. Um, and hopefully they sell to an English team. Or, uh, or, is or, it the same Glazer family that owns the Bucks? Yes. Yep. Same guys. Uh, so, yeah, good good news for Manchester United fans and especially English Manchester United fans. Uh, sources, Lane Kiffin meets with Ole Miss players amid speculation of him leaving. Really, what the hell is going on with this situation? <laughs> what is going on here? I have no idea. I've heard 35 different rumors, and none of them seem to be real. This is one of the silliest things, and of course it's Lane Kiffin that it's around. It's one of the weirdest things. No idea. Um, so I, th- I think we can all assume that Lane Kiffin will not be at Old Miss, though, next year. I think he's going somewhere. By the way, did you see somewhere. that uh, <laughs> That primetime is, is talking with two teams? Yeah, I did. What is it? Colorado South Florida and South Florida. Are you kidding That's me? Very weird. I don't just random. South, South Florida, South Florida. I can understand. What if that, I think that that is fertile recruiting grounds down there. I think he could be very, very successful at USF. But Colorado, what? What draws him to Colorado? I'm telling you, Georgia Tech needs to throw everything they have at him. I would. He'll, he'll never go there. But if you're Georgia Tech, what do you have to lose? I mean, your team already sucks. So. Yeah, throw everything you got at him. Finally, on this day in 1984, probably one of the greatest uh, college football plays you'll ever get to watch. Uh, Boston College quarterback Doug Flutie passes for 472 yards, including a game-ending 48-yard touchdown. Hail Mary pass to end the game and beat Miami 47-45. to I think we need to bring back those jerseys that Doug Flutie yeah, had. Little man. crop top jerseys. Bring those back, dude. I like those. That was uh, That's one of the most iconic greatest plays and calls in all of uh, football history yep and i think it was brent musburger wasn't it probably probably i, I like him and um uh keith uh jackson. who's the old guy yeah, yeah jackson yeah. yeah i like him i like those two guys you got anything else buddy nah man let's get out of here and let's start our holiday weekend all right uh Thank you to everyone uh, listening. We cannot thank you enough. Uh, Bryce and I doing this, this as we call it, a dumb podcast. It is a dumb podcast. Um, well, we we couldn't do it without you guys listening. Um, Bryce said he would, but I don't think he would. Yeah. Um, I do this regardless if nobody <laughs> listens. I have fun. Uh, this, this, this podcast is for me, no one else. <laughs> I have fun doing it. I like I like talking about the athletes in our area and propping them up. I. If nobody ever listened to this podcast, I wouldn't care. I have, I have fun doing it. <laughs> but uh, we are definitely thankful for the listeners that we have um, and thankful for the sponsors, obviously, too. So, um, so 
or Bryce Farling. I'm Billy Lindahl. Have a great Thanksgiving, everyone. And we will talk to you all on Monday. Same time, same place. Shake your neighbors! Just shake them! Shake your neighbors! <laughs>